It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Good morning, folks. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so glad to have you with us. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. My name is Mike Bernard. I'm your host, as well as the one of the certified financial planners on the show. Next to me, certified financial planner Josh Gregory. Next to him, a special guest. That's right, Alicia Boehner. Yeah. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Hey, it has been an awful hurricane season, one of the worst on record. And even though many of us haven't had much weather to worry about here in the Midwest, is it possible that you now need to start worrying about your insurance bill going up? We're talking to insurance expert Alicia Boehner about that issue and more on this hour of Wise Money. My guess is this is going to spark some questions, certainly some concern when you hear Josh say that. If you have a question, reach out to us in a few different ways. You can stay connected to the show. Give us a call. Send us a text, 574-222-2000. Or you can find us online, wisemoneyradio.com. You could submit a question right there on the right, as well as catch up on previous episodes right there. That Website's under construction, but we've got the old one still up, so you can reach us there. And lastly, social media, Facebook and Twitter, and now YouTube, at Wise Money Radio. The YouTube channel is up and running, folks. You can see every episode there if you'd like to uh, stay engaged that way. First week doing it, we had a decent amount of views, so check us out, Wise Money Radio on YouTube. All right. Josh and I are pleased to welcome back Alicia Banner. She is uh, a regular contributor to the Wise Money Show, so we're happy to have her back. And we've got to talk about hurricane season All because right. I'm I'm a little concerned about what that's going to do to my rates and. Uh, my friends rates and all that. But for the folks that don't know you, why don't you quickly introduce yourself? Sure. I am Alicia Boehner and I will have been with Corhorn for 10 years next year. Oh my goodness. I know. It seems a like a, a blink wow. and it's been gone 10 years. Time flies. Uh, yep. I am married to a wonderful husband, Scott, and we have one wonderful daughter, Leona. Except the problem is Scott's a Blackhawks fan. He is. And he I'm is. a Red Wings fan. Well, then I guess you are rooting for the wrong team, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so my kids, I've said this, my kids can root for the Cubbies. Okay. They're growing up in this area, but they're not allowed to root for the Blackhawks. They just can't. It's Red Wings. Hey, uh, so we're going to shift from something sort of humorous to something really not funny at all. It has truly been an awful year this year for hurricanes. If you think back and we're getting we're in fall and the year is winding down, you start thinking about some of the themes of this year. And I think the hurricane season would be one thing that's mm-hmm. going to stand out as memorable and really not a great way. I think the country has been um you know united uh around that. That's the only thing maybe it's been united about. It's getting aid to the folks in Houston and in Florida and now Puerto Rico and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um I had I had family in Florida, thankfully they're okay and their houses are okay. It had clients in Florida and in Houston. And so it's just, the devastation is real, folks. Um, but we're going to talk about it from a different angle today. We're all paying home and auto insurance rates. Mm-hmm. And some of these companies are nationwide. And so are all of these claims going to create some higher cost for 
all of us? And that's a really great question, and it kind of depends on the insurance company that you're with. So, for example, a lot of our carriers don't even do business in the state of Florida on the property side. The state of Florida pretty heavily regulates who can sell insurance in the state of Florida, as well as the different carriers that are offered. So there's only a handful of insurance companies in the state of Florida. And for us, a lot of our companies up here only do business in the Midwest, or we have one company that just does business in the state of Indiana. Well, those companies obviously are not going to be experiencing any rate changes as a result of this. However, when we look at the companies that were very heavy in the states of Florida and Texas, it's really going to depend on their claim surplus, what's in that claim surplus. So for just a little bit of background, each insurance company works with the Department of Insurance on an annual basis to file their rates for the next year. So what they're going to do is look at the number of losses that they had, and they're going to determine whether or not they had to dip into cash reserves. So each company has cash reserves that they've set aside to pay all of these claims, future claims in different states. And if those cash reserves are depleted, then there is a possibility that a company would take a nationwide increase to help make up for that. So uh, some of the bigger names, you would assume. There are probably right. some local insurance companies, just like we have local ones here. Right. In, so I went to Michigan State University. Right down the road was Auto Owners, mm-hmm. a very well-known insurance company in this area. And um, so that's pretty cool. They were just down yeah. the road from Michigan State. So we've got local ones here. And I'm assuming Florida, Texas, they'll have local ones. But they also would have a lot of big national names. Right. So is is that an argument then for maybe working with more of a regional firm so that you're not exposed to the problems elsewhere in the country? Or do you say, well, we still have tornado seasons right. and we have our issues here as well. And right. maybe you experience a rate increase just because you're with a company that's in Indiana and maybe Southern Indiana gets hit. Right. Can, can the same thing happen yes. even within uh, the Midwest here? You're exactly right. It can happen anywhere. When we have a really bad tornado season or hail season, then people in Indiana are going to experience rate increases as a result of that. And then the flip is true. So if you're with an insurance company that only does business in Indiana and Indiana got hit hard, then those are the only folks that are absorbing that rate increase. So it could actually be worse for them in that year. Um, Overall, though, I wouldn't make your insurance decisions on the what if of what Mm -hmm. the weather will be like Mm -hmm. (laughs) across the country. Mm -hmm. I would really look at the coverages that they're able to offer and the value that they bring for your dollar, not necessarily the what if of the weather. We we can't control that. So well, but I, I was curious, <laughs> yeah. And I'm, and and hopefully people don't see rate increases because of these big losses. I just right. can't imagine how much these insurance companies are going to need to pay out in these right. claims. Now, um, much deserved. No one's trying to work the system here. I'm sure, but. Right. Um, well, yeah. I, you know, I actually just encountered this very question from a client earlier this week uh, because they're with a large national brand, lots of advertising dollars going going through this company. Um, and for whatever reason, they had the perception that, well, is it safe to have your insurance with a smaller, more mm-hmm. regional type company or are you just better off going with, with a big company? And I haven't heard you say anything that would make us believe that uh, a regional company isn't worth trusting. Right. And really what you want to look at as far as the company's stability financially 
really is an AM Best rating is a good thing to look at. You can look that up online as a consumer. And the AM Best is the entity that scores us on our financial stability as insurance companies, not us as an agency, but the carriers themselves. So that's always a very good thing to look at as a consumer if you're curious whether or not your company is financially viable. And so, yes, if you're in Texas or Florida, you're probably going to see a rate increase. But up here in the Midwest, hopefully we won't see as much trickle down. However, if your company was one that was in one of those heavier states and they have to dip into their claim surplus, then there is a chance you might see it up here too. Is an AM best rating something that uh, a general consumer can go get their hands on or is that privileged information that you'd have to get from an agent? No, I think you can just go online to AM best website and get it and Google that. Okay. So folks, I want to I want to stay on this topic of basically water damage okay. and, and talk about uh, then what would impact you just to make sure that you have the right um, risk management plan when it comes to water and dealing with water in, in your home. So uh, let's talk about some of the other water issues that someone could face up here and then w- how you need to structure your insurance to um, to basically cover yourself. So flood insurance, do people need that? I mean, I guess talk through the, the water issue with us a little bit, Alicia. Sure, so water can be handled in a couple of different ways. There's three or four different ways we can look at it. The first way is if water backs up through a sump pump or a drain in your floor, that is considered water backup. And that is something that you can, we call it an endorsement, but basically you can add it to your policy. Mm-hmm. Um, the second way you can cover it is through flood insurance. Flood insurance is always a separate policy that you have to purchase. And that will cover water that comes in through cracks in your home's foundation, water that comes in under windowsills or doorways. However, it has to be deemed a flood by FEMA. So it has to be a catastrophe loss with a certain number of homes impacted in an area for flood insurance to pay. Huh. I did not know that. Yep. That is interesting. So it can't just be... Your house exclusively. Yeah. On your particular property, there was some runoff or we got a lot of snow and it just made its way into the house. It has to be uh, a large area affected. Correct. Wow. That is interesting. I I have several other questions here about water, and then we've got a few other issues that I'm going to be throwing at our insurance expert today, Alicia Banner. We're glad to have her on the program. So that and a lot more here coming up on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Good morning, folks. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Uh, my name is Mike Bernard alongside Josh Gregory. Kevin is off today. We've got special guest Alicia Boehner joining us. And we're talking about Alicia is our insurance expert, one of them on our great insurance team. And we're talking about some risks and special issues that we've seen this year with insurance coverages and all the hurricanes and all of that. Uh, listen, special thanks to the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, as well as First State Bank for sponsoring the content of today's show. Thank you very much. If you have any questions about what we're talking about or want to get engaged with the show, check us out in a few different ways. You can call us or text us 574-222-2000. WiseMoneyRadio.com is where you can find us online to submit questions or catch up on previous episodes. This episode right now is on YouTube, so check us out on YouTube at WiseMoneyRadio.com. Facebook and Twitter at that handle as well. 
So I launched the show with a big question. It was something I was curious about. Turns out Josh had a client ask the same question. That is, with all of the devastating hurricanes, does that mean those of us here in the Midwest who haven't, thankfully, haven't had these big weather issues, are we going to be paying more for our insurance? And Alicia said, if you're with a regional company, you shouldn't. If you're with a national carrier, you might. And, and, and so that's, that's a little bit of the risk. But along the, the lines of water problems, we ended talking about if you've got water coming in the basement through a sump pump or if there's a flood, you need to have certain types of protection. So you need to have water backup if your sump pump fails. And if there's a flood, you'd need to have flood insurance. But it, just because you have flood insurance, it would need to be deemed a flood in order for that to pay out. Let's talk about the opposite side of the house. Let's talk about the roof, okay? Water damage from a leaking roof. Okay. How do you deal with that? Sure. So how roof losses are handled is, say a tree falls on your roof and it causes damage. As long as, well, we call it a peril. As long as your policy is covering the peril of a falling object, which most do, then the roof repair would be paid and the resulting water damage would be paid. If your roof is old, and it's just kind of in disrepair or it's just maintenance that causes your roof to leak, the roof itself is not going to be paid for by the insurance company. Maintenance is not covered by insurance. However, some companies will pay the resulting water damage. So your water damage could still be covered by insurance. Some, Hmm. some. So is there something that you can do specifically to make sure that 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 you that your policy will cover. Ask your ask your agent to check with the carrier. Most of the time, they will pay for the resulting damage. So and we, get a new roof, right? And yeah, get right. a new roof, <laughs> right? And then save a little bit on your premium because a lot of companies give discounts for new roofs. So so we we're we're you know not even halfway through the second segment, and and we've already touched on a point where it can be dangerous to just buy your insurance online. Right. Buying shopping for your insurance online versus going to an agent shouldn't cost you any more. It it shouldn't. Folks, just buying it online, going direct does not mean it's cheaper, but that's a pretty big issue. If you've got normal wear and tear in your roof and you don't know it and you've got water damage, you're going to want to ask your agent if you've got coverage. Yeah. And one other thing to talk about with roofs is a big thing that's happening right now is actual cash value on roofs. A lot of companies, even in our area, are tightening up their guidelines regarding roofs. So if your roof is older, you may have actual cash value coverage on your roof and not even know it, which in that case, what it means is at the time of your claim, they're going to give you a less lesser dollar amount, lesser settlement based on depreciation of your roof. So that's a really big thing to watch for because some companies will just roll that on when your roof is over a certain age and you might not be aware that it got added or you might not know that when you purchased the insurance, you had actual cash value on your roof. And that could cost you some dollars. It might be a not very fun surprise. Is that true no matter what causes the damage to the roof? You know, if if wind damage takes half the shingles off and you have actual cash value, then you're saying you may not get enough dollars back from the insurance company to pay for the whole roof. Actual cash value is usually specific to wind and hail losses. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, What a terrible time to find out, though, that uh, maybe the insurance company isn't covering the entire roof. So, So how would someone go check on that? Is that something that they can find 
in the policy? Is it somewhere on their declaration pages or they just need to talk to their agent? Both. It will be on your policy. If you have actual cash value roof, it will stay somewhere on their actual cash value roof. Uh, or you can ask your agent and that's probably the easier of the two options. And the alternative to actual cash value would be replacement cost value. Would be and replacement cost. That would be spelled out equally as clearly? No. Or no? No. Uh. Usually it would just be looking for the actual cash value. And if it's not there, it's going to be full replacement value on the roof. But even with that, just know that there are still some little hiccups or idiosyncrasies. So if only a certain portion of your roof is damaged, they're not going to pay to replace your whole roof just so your shingles match. And a lot of people get (laughs) upset about that. They want their shingles to match. And that's not necessarily going to be the case. The company's only going to pay the amount that was actually damaged. Some companies will let you add that on as an endorsement or something you can purchase, but you're going to pay more for it to have that. And it's not available with every company. Several uh, quick follow-up questions. I think this is a quickie, though. Does it matter if it's your tree or your neighbor's tree if it falls? Is, is there a difference? No, I think we might have actually talked about this on the last one. It, oh, really? It's going to be covered based on who who is the homeowner, who is insuring the house. So if it's your house, your policy pays. It doesn't matter if it's the neighbor's tree. Hey, folks, if you need to catch up on what was discussed in previous episodes, <laughs> <laughs> or if you're Calling the host and you have no idea what you asked Alicia last time she was on, you can find us on iTunes and Google Play, uh, or on the website. Hey, uh, a couple other quick water ones. Appliance leaks or pipe burst. Josh has had some experience. Yeah, I'm with the those. resident expert yeah. on these things. I'm okay, sorry, Josh. so so an appliance if that leaks. And an appliance leak is usually handled in a similar fashion as what we talked about with the roof, where the appliance itself is probably not going to be covered, but the resulting water damage could. Some companies do specifically exclude that and then add it back in with a what we call an ad back, but most of the time- An ad back that costs you more? (laughs) Is that how that works? Uh, Not necessarily on that particular thing, but um, pipe bursting also handled in a similar fashion where the pipe itself, it's going to depend on why the pipe burst and it may or may not be covered, but the resulting water damage is almost always covered for a pipe. You know, hearing you talk about all these idiosyncrasies, Mm -hmm. I think was the word that you use, but the, the differences in how various companies- handle a lot of these claims, right. it, it, it to me underscores the reason why you can't just go shop by price and compare one company to another. And, and really, it's just a, a price comparison, right? right? Sitting down and understanding the, the pros and the cons, the strengths, the weaknesses of your policy is really something that you can only do, in my opinion, with the, with the help of a professional. And, and there's one thing, if going to a professional costs you more, but in insurance, folks, it shouldn't it shouldn't cost you any more to have an agent, an expert that walks you through all of this and answers your questions. It shouldn't cost you any more for that. And and we would recommend going to an independent agent where they're not just trying to sell their own company's product, but they're better in, in a position to represent you and your needs and able to say, oh, if that's your concern, this company's not the best for that. This other company would be more tailored custom fit. So how often should someone go do an in-depth review of their insurance with their own agent? I think you should do it at least every other year to every three years at the most. 
a lot can change in a year or two. A lot of people make changes to their homes in particular. People, I mean, even now we have people where kids move into the house or out of the house, and all of those things are things that we need to know about. But you wouldn't know that as a consumer. You wouldn't know that it matters to us when your adult child moves back home. You're you're just helping your kid mm. out. So, But that's important to us. We need to know that, and it can change how your insurance policy covers uh, if you would have an auto loss or on the home, if you've added square footage or remodeled your home, now your replacement value is different. Now you just went from laminate counters and maybe some older cabinets to granite and hardwood. Well, it's going to cost more to rebuild your home. So you want to make sure that that value goes up on your policy appropriately. And that's, that's a good segue. We're going to be um, spilling over this uh, a little bit. There's another water pun for you, Josh. Um, <laughs> but another theme, if we if we transition off of the water issue, another theme this year has been a really strong housing market. The Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates. I figured that would raise mortgage rates and maybe cool down the housing market. It hasn't. Mortgage rates are actually lower today than they were at the beginning of the year. And the housing market is still very, very strong. There are a lot of people that have either put their house on the market and and decide to move. A lot of others who are doing projects to their house, either changing landscaping or a deck or putting additions on or some other, putting a pool. We've had a couple friends, really good friends, put in pools. (laughs) So so how do you handle all that? We're going to put Alicia on the spot to help us walk through what the process is when you're moving or when you're making changes to your house and and how you make sure your insurance keeps up with all that. So that and much more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Good morning, folks. Thank you so much for being with us today, spending part of your Saturday morning with us. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. And my name is Mike Bernard. I'm your host and one of the financial advisors next to Josh Gregory. And normally, Kevin is sitting right across from me. But we've got special guest Alicia Boehner, insurance expert from our KFG team we're talking about different insurance coverages, different risks that you need to make sure that you've got the right coverage for. Uh, special thanks to Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies, as well as Diane Bennett with Remax 100 for making the Wise Money Show possible. We've got listener questions coming up. And in fact, one from Jared, I want to make sure we get to. He's from Chicago and wants to know, what do you guys think about buying versus renting? And that market's a little bit different. So the the hope is that we're getting to Jared's question and more later. Uh, if you have a question, reach out to us, 574-222-2000, wisemoneyradio.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, at Wise Money Radio. All right. We left off by talking about another theme this year has been a really strong housing market. People are buying and selling. People are doing projects. Let's talk first about the pr- the, the process of communicating with your insurance company or insurance agent when you're in the process of selling your home and buying a new one? How soon should someone talk to their insurance agent, get insurance in place, all of that? What's the process? Sure. So I would say as soon as you've put an offer on a home and it's been accepted and you know you're purchasing that home, that is the right time to contact your agent. The earlier we can be involved in the process, the smoother the process will go for you. In, in particular, if you're planning on lumping your insurance in with your house payment, your mortgage company is going to want to know what your insurance rates will be because they have to use that for what they call the escrow analysis. So they start 
pounding us with phone calls pretty early on about that. So let us have enough time to get that information to them. Uh, another thing you're going to want to do is make sure you involve us early on because if there's a problem, mm-hmm. now we have enough time to kind of do some damage control. So sometimes you get, people just don't realize. They don't realize you know their swimming pool isn't fenced and that that might be a problem mm-hmm. for insurance or you know that they have a skateboard ramp in the backyard or just various things that could pop up. They just don't even realize how that impacts insurance, that it might be a problem, or even maintenance and repair issues. We could do a drive-by and see that there are some issues that the company is not going to like, and you have enough time to remedy those. Age of the roof? Age of the plumbing, wiring, heating, roof. Your insurance agent is going to ask all those questions, or should, and all of those can be deal breakers with the carriers, depending upon the age. What are your feelings about someone contacting you before they've even written an offer? Yeah, I was going to ask that. You know, right. when you're buying a car or you're thinking about getting a certain model, some people will be proactive enough to contact their agent and say, well, I'm thinking about these two, three models. Uh, what's the insurance difference on the three? Right? right. And maybe it helps them with their budgeting and, and whatnot. Um, is there a similar process that someone could go through when they're buying a house? You can. It's just that normally when we look at your insurance, we're going to run an insurance score, which it's it doesn't lower your credit score, but it is going to show up as a look on your credit. So I don't know how the mortgage company or the lender might view that. Mm. So that's something to think about. But And your agent might, frankly, get annoyed if you call them on 17 different houses because right. it's a very uh-huh. lengthy process. <laughs> so I might get penalized by my team if I tell you to call us on every single home you're thinking about or might like. So I would just say be reasonable and pick the one or two that you're pretty confident are good, solid choices. And yes, certainly we could help you with that in advance and a good agent should be able to and could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a little bit of a theme here, making sure you're talking to your agent. And our process here, folks, at KFG, now, you know, this is an infomercial. It's not an infomercial for KFG, but just to, to share with you a little bit, it's a very thorough process. We ask a lot of questions and most people it catches them off guard sometimes it frustrates them but it's all designed to get the right insurance coverage for your situation and and i'm i'm that i'm using that as as a segue for something i'm guilty of i make changes to my house and i don't reach out to janet Mm -hmm. on the team and say oh janet we changed our deck or we whatever and so Neither does Josh. Josh is <laughs> the poster child of not letting us know. The, the problem <laughs> is the projects are never done. So that's true. It's on my list when I get there. So you want <laughs> you want an agent, you want a team who is thorough and will ask you those tough questions. And folks, just try not to be annoyed by it. Yeah. You you shared. I, w- I want you to elaborate on this, Elisa. You shared earlier that you should be connecting with your agent to do a thorough review. Have them just ask you some questions to make sure you still have the right coverage. Every couple of years, Mm -hmm. let's tie that into the wave of people doing home projects, putting Mm -hmm. a new roof on, putting a pool, that sort of stuff. When, what's the process? Should people just wait to hear from their agent? Do they reach out to the agent? What should we do? Call us, call us, call us. Let your agent know. The sooner you can let your agent know, the sooner we can make changes to your policy if there's going to be a problem or just in general deal with it. And plus, you want to make sure you have the right coverage now. You don't want to wait a year if you've added a whole home addition. In that year, you could have a claim, and then you're going to be very frustrated and upset if that claim isn't properly covered. But we don't know. We're not driving by your home every day. 
you know, with us here in the office, sometimes we hear through the grapevine, which is really great. But for most people, that's not what's happening. Their agent isn't stalking them. So call. So, so what are some <laughs> typical house projects where you would just want to encourage the public? Hey, if you're thinking about doing this or you start this talk to your agent. What are just some common ones? Sure. Anytime you add square footage, that is a huge one. If you are adding square footage, you need to call. Okay. If you are doing major upgrades. So if you are doing a full kitchen remodel that's into the tens of thousands of dollars or even 10 grand, you're going to want to call. call. If you're replacing flooring, if you're going from you know, just generic carpeting to hardwood, and that's a very expensive remodel, you're going to want to call. Uh, if you're adding a swimming pool or a trampoline, or you've decided to get a pit bull, please call. <laughs> Those are the types of things that we want to know. Outbuildings. Outbuildings are a big one that mm. your other structures, it's called other structures. It just means what's detached from your house. That limit is usually only 10% of whatever your home is insured for. So if you're adding a big, massive outbuilding, now that building might be valued at a higher amount than what you've got automatically in your policy. So you're going to want to call. Well, one you mentioned earlier on the show was that if you have a new roof, then there may be some right. some cost savings there, right? right? Um, we've talked in the past about uh, have you added uh, maybe a security system? Right. There could be a discount uh, associated with that. So yeah. uh, not every uh, new thing that you're sharing with your insurance agent is going to drive the price up. Some exactly. of them, there's cost savings there. Right. Well, not true. only that, I mean, you need to be price conscious, folks. Mm -hmm. You do. It, price is a component of the decision. However, if you're making changes to your home, What's more important is you've got the right coverage, that it covers mm -hmm. your stuff. So don't be reluctant to communicate something to your agent because you're afraid the cost might go up. You need to make sure the coverage is right. Well, and sometimes there will be little things that limit what carrier options you have up front, like your wiring. Right now, I can say this, my mom, our... Our lake house, my mom's lake house, it had an older wiring. So when we we looked at companies for her, she was limited. There was only one company that would take the lake house property. Well, now she's ready to redo the wiring. That's going to reopen up. We're going to have all sorts of different carrier options now. So that's a reason why you would want to let us know is that now I can look at our other carrier options and see if I can find her a better rate. Okay. Hey, I don't have honeybees anymore. Does okay. that open up a new carrier for me? Actually, that might for you. Did they fly uh, we, need, we need to look. They fly I think off. they all died. Was it, it after the stinging? <laughs> it turns out I'm, I'm not very good at keeping bees, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we go from insuring bees to insuring your umbrellas. Um, let's... <laughs> We're, let's first introduce this. We're talking about getting the right insurance coverage in place. When we've talked about our process at KFG about um, making sure your coverage is thorough and so on. We have a saying in our office, wear a belt and suspenders. It's appropriate for a lot of folks, not for fashion, but for insurance. An umbrella policy is something we've talked about a little bit on the show before. And I want to talk about some of the benefits, but Alicia, why don't you just define or explain what is an umbrella policy? Sure. So an umbrella is designed to cover you and shield you from rain. An <laughs> umbrella policy is designed to cover and shield you from very expensive high dollar catastrophic losses. So a homeowner's loss that maybe is more than what your homeowner's policy liability limits are going to cover or, you know, an auto fatality or something of that nature that the loss is larger than maybe what your policy limits are. So you have an additional limit of liability that's available to you to pay for those big losses that are really unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, we've got a couple follow-up questions. You've got to know, okay, now that you know a little bit about what an umbrella policy is, do you need it? 
What are the circumstances that would point to yes? What are the circumstances that might point to no? So we've got to hit that as well as Jared's question coming up about whether you should buy or rent and a few others I'm hoping to get to. So that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Good morning, folks. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike, next to Josh Gregory, next to Alicia Boehner in the KFG studios right here. I hope you're checking us out on YouTube. You can find us at Wise Money Radio there or Facebook or Twitter. Catch us online, wisemoneyradio.com. We'll probably be putting those videos of each episode up on the site right now. The audio is there if you've missed anything or give us a call, send us a text, 574-222-2000. Kevin and I were at a conference last week. That's one of the reasons why he's not with us. We were in Phoenix and um, I had a very scary moment Number one, and it was someone we were talking to subscribe to the podcast. So that's kind of why I was bringing this up. You can catch the podcast, subscribe to it, Wise Money Radio, or excuse me, Wise Money with Corhorn Finance Group, iTunes, Google Play. But we we hiked Camelback Mountain. Really? We did half of it. And the reason why we did half is the first half, you're going up, but you've got some buffer, some margin on the side. You get halfway up that thing, and you need to start walking around the mountain and folks, if you slip, you're a goner. Wow. So I was done. My yeah. knees were shaking. Like it wasn't, it was physically a little hard, but it was um, more just emotionally hard. I, when we got to that point, I said, Kevin, we've got to go back. And he ignored me for 10 minutes. <laughs> and then and then I and you just them. sat down on the trail there. And <laughs> so folks, that we are talking about risk today. We are talking, and I did not want to live with that risk. So we, we came back down, knees uh, shaking and everything. So Alicia Banner is one of our insurance experts on our awesome insurance team here at KFG. We're talking about Oh, we've, we've hit hurricanes <laughs> and uh, how that could impact you here in the Midwest. We've talked about making changes or improvements to your house. And now we're talking about just making sure you've got the right liability protection. And, and that would be, for many of you, adding something called an umbrella policy. So you defined it. What does it cost? And then let's talk about well, Josh, well, I, I want to clarify that because okay. y- you just hit that really clearly, but it was also jargon, right? Yep. Because some people don't understand what liability protection is. Um, when you were talking in the last segment about how an umbrella kind of covers over what the home doesn't, uh, the, the homeowner's policy might not cover, mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the house or the structure itself, you right? You got it. Yep. It is, th- th- you think of this uh, liability protection is like lawsuit protection. Perfect. Right? Yep. So you've done something that, or, or not done something, and it resulted in someone else's pain, suffering, damage, cost, whatever, mm-hmm. and now they're seeking to be made whole from you, or in this case, from your insurance company. You've got if it. the lawsuit's big enough, 
your homeowner's policy or your automobile insurance may not cover it, and that's when an umbrella policy kicks in to provide that extra layer of protection. That's right? a, you've got it perfectly, Josh. I don't oh, have anything you. to add. Well, so so each of your homeowners, your auto policy, they will have some liability coverage. And the question is, for major events, like Alicia mentioned, you'll probably need more liability coverage if, if some really, really unfortunate things happen. So you'd use an umbrella policy. So how much would, it, let's say, a million-dollar umbrella What's a ballpark range? It depends on your circumstances. These guys are always trying to pin me down Come on, on pricing. I'm write it down. It depends. It always depends, <laughs> Mike. It depends on what you're covering over. So somebody that just has two cars in a house, you could say maybe two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars a year. Someone that has five cars, three youthful drivers, mm-hmm. a house, a lake house, a boat, an ATV, you could be up to a grand a year. So, so, so. But, but that's that's actually a great segue because when would you, how do you know if you're someone that needs this? And we've talked on the show about at times when life gets expensive and insurance gets expensive, you're tempted to start cutting. Folks, that's when you need it. Mm-hmm. If you've got the toys, if you've got the youthful drivers, if you've got the lake house, I hear fun and high risk, right. you need that coverage, folks. Right. So though, uh, what other circumstances might lead to you saying, okay, this person should consider an umbrella. So we kind of have three different things we look at. Number one, we're gonna look at your risk profile. That's covering the fun part. That's covering whether or not you've got things that make you a higher risk. We're gonna look at your financial life. We're gonna look at, are you someone that maybe has a high earning capacity that a judge may be more apt to say, even if you don't have a high net worth, you know what? You have a high income potential, we're gonna garnish wages. We're going to look at someone who maybe has some other bullseye on their back, like a physician or an attorney. Your occupation can make you, if you're self-employed or a business owner, that can make you uh, have more of a bullseye on your back for a lawsuit. And then we're also going to look at your lifestyle. So people who maybe don't have a high net worth or don't even have the extra toys, if they have a history of reckless driving or claims or DUIs or something like that, those are people that might actually need an umbrella, um, maybe or maybe not be able to get one, depending upon how bad that driving record is. But those are actually people that really do need it as well. Yeah. Wear a belt and suspenders, folks. Uh, And um, we've seen We've seen a few tragedies where these umbrella policies have paid out and it makes an enormous difference in just an awful, awful situation. Mm -hmm. And for what Alicia said, a couple hundred bucks, that's meaningful. Um, But to get all that coverage, it's something you should consider. So once again, we're going to shift over to to Jared's question next. But once again, talk to your insurance agent. If you don't have one or yours is your computer, feel free to call our team. Reach us uh, at the Wise Money Show, wisemoneyradio.com and all of that. And I I would add to that, though. Talk to your insurance agent who is in collaboration with your financial advisor. Right, definitely. Yeah. Right? A lot of times your insurance agent doesn't have the same glimpse into your financial life that a certified financial planner would. Mm-hmm. And their two separate and distinct perspectives can result in the right insurance package so that you're not facing risks unnecessarily that could set you back in your financial life. Um, maybe wreck uh, the forward progress that you have going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jared. Thank you for waiting. And the rest of you who have submitted questions, we've got uh, a, a list of them. So thanks for your patience. But I, I want to hit Jared's question here real quick. It doesn't tie in perfectly with insurance, but it does with home ownership and all of that. So Jared 
says, I'm 24, living in West Chicago, Illinois. My wife and I have started the discussion of buying a house with our certified financial planner. Great start, Jared. To me, homeownership isn't all that appealing given repairs, property taxes, insurance, etc. What are your guys' thoughts on renting versus buying? And do you think owning a home is a good investment? <laughs> that question could not have come at a worse time for me. <laughs> we, you, <laughs> you don't know this, but... Uh, so our septic field is going bad, and we're, we're getting new septic. We're in the oh. process of this. You've been climbing up uh, oh, Camelback Mountain. That stinks. Uh, it does stink more you than you even mire. understand. <laughs> uh, oh, so, so should you be a homeowner? Uh, it has its ups and downs, Jared. Um, <laughs> if it doesn't appeal to you, though, certainly don't just launch yourself into uh, being a homeowner just because conventional wisdom or, or everyone in your life is saying, oh, you need to, you need to. A lot of people believe that renting is just throwing money down the drain. Um, but here, here's the issue. I can tell you firsthand, uh, a septic field wasn't in the October budget, Yeah. right? <laughs> right. Um, we weren't saving up ahead of time. We didn't know that this was going to fail. So you, when you're facing these unexpected major homeowners' expenses, um, and if you're a homeowner, you are facing them at some point, you really have only a few options, and it's to dip into other savings that were earmarked for maybe some other fun things. Some people have to borrow money when these things happen. Others hopefully have an emergency fund that they can tap into but all of those things require that you have margin in your life, that you've accumulated dollars that you can fall back on. And if you're just kind of forcing your way into home ownership and you're not prepared for the big ticket items, then you're better off waiting. Yeah. And renting is not throwing money down the drain if it is allowing you to prepare your financial life, build a better better foundation, and uh, maybe be a homeowner down the road when you're, you're better equipped. And, uh, and so I would also agree that, you know, um, renting isn't just flushing money down the drain. Uh, okay, uh, sorry. No, I would <laughs> I, I would agree. I, I don't think it is. It depends on your situation. And it also depends on where you live. You said West, West Chicago. You get a lot more fluctuation in prices. Mm -hmm. And I believe those prices are much higher now. What I would also tell you, though, on the opposite end, if you can structure your finances correctly, a lot of times your mortgage could be cheaper than rent. That's true. And... And trust me, you're a 24-year-old, Jared, when you're 64 and you're looking at retirement and how to make that your expenses work, will you still have rent or will you have a house that's paid for? That makes a huge difference. So you, you want to be mindful of that. Wonderful question, Jared. If there are follow-ups, reach out to us. And any of you, if you have questions, reach out to us, wisemoneyradio.com. Call, text 574-222-2000. Alicia, thank you for being on the program yeah, with us. it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. On behalf of Alicia, Josh Gregory, myself, and all of us at Corhorn Financial Group, have a wonderful week. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.